He is a man on a mission. With a mandate to raise generational leaders. Called to set in order the things that are out of order. And to bring leadership development, human capacity building, and wealth creation to all. Welcome to Maximizing Destiny with Dr. Michael Hutton Wood from the House of Judah, the Leadership Factory, raising generational leaders, impacting the nations. And now, here is Dr. Michael Hutton Wood. Number eight, Bartholomew. Everybody say Bartholomew. Oh, say it. Say Bartholomew. Or if you want to say it the British way, that's fine. Bartholomew was also known as Nathaniel. He was a missionary to Asia. He witnessed for our Lord in present day Turkey. Bartholomew was martyred for his preaching in Armenia. Where he was flayed to death by a whip. Skin stripped off a corpse or carcass. They whipped him to the point where his skin was stripped off a corpse like carcass. Please lift up your head for a minute. I don't know if you have watched the passion of, what's it, what's it called? Did you know that the, the whip that was used with, 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 uh, with uh, say what? Tons on it and all those things. Did you know that every time they threw the thing and hit Jesus' body, it what? It ripped off skin of his flesh by his stripes. Every stripe he got that ripped off the skin by his stripes. You were healed. He had to sacrifice skin being torn off his body for you to be healed. Sacrifice is not sacrifice until it costs us something. Our Christian faith did not come by claiming Rolls Royce. Or claiming a convenient life. Or claiming a comfortable life. Every stripe I need our children to hear this and imagine not to frighten them. Because you, this, you, these children, you, these British children, you are smarter at your age than when we were. So you catch things. I don't want you to forget this message. That when you go to school and yes, you are growing, go to uni, and people are asking you, why do you follow this Christ? You should be able to preach this to them and not say, that my father said we should go, so we are going. If I don't go, my mother will whip me with a Uganda whip. No. Understanding doesn't need persuasion. When you understand your faith, when you understand sacrifice, you don't need encouragement, you don't need a text, you don't need a WhatsApp, you don't need a call from nobody. You don't need convincing to go to church or to tithe or to give or to pray. Ah, one came off his skin stripped off 
you don't want to live with me in my house when I see even small blood on my finger. You won't believe I'm a bishop. You won't believe I'm a bishop. Dear, what's wrong? <laughs> That's why I don't show it here. Much more, my skin being stripped. People don't know what sacrifices. They say when you come early, ten thirty. Oh, what, what for? And since Mabiasi you don't understand. My skin is not being stripped off. I'm just being told to come early to serve God for my benefit. We will make it. Andrew, number nine, Andrew. There were 12 disciples. Andrew. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross in Patras in Greece. That's another place people go on holiday. But his was not a holiday. After being whipped severely by seven soldiers, they tied his body to the cross with cords to prolong his agony. To prolong his agony, they tied him. Seven soldiers tied him to the cross with cords to prolong his agony. Just for saving Christ. His followers reported that when he was led toward the cross, Andrew saluted it in these words. I have long desired and expected this happy hour. The cross has been consecrated by my, the body of Christ hanging on it. He continued to preach to his tormentors for two whole days until he expired. His body has been hanged. His body has been tied to this cross. Agony. He beaten several times and he is preaching. Two days continuous in pain till he expired. Thomas the doubter was crucified. Thomas the doubter was stabbed. Stabbed with a spear in India. During one of his missionary trips to establish the church in the subcontinent. You know, Thomas, you know, this, the, all the disciples after Jesus died, they were scattered all over preaching the gospel. Thomas went to India. Most of the churches in India were established by Thomas. Among the heathen. They went where people didn't know them. Sacrificed to learn their languages, to preach the gospel, in the midst of persecution from Hindus, Indians, etc., etc. Today we are among English, and when the English say something, we say why? Jude. The one who wrote the book of Jude. Uh, praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude. Was killed with arrows. When he refused to deny his faith in Christ. You see, all these people's crime, they have faith in Christ. Matthias, or Matthias, or Matthias, the apostle chosen to replace the traitor Judas, was stoned and beheaded. You all know that's what Judas, he, he killed himself. So that's no sacrifice. Paul, number 13, Paul. Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, all the way to Hebrew. Two-thirds of the New Testament was written by this gentleman. Let's see what he went through for Christ. And left you all these books. He was tortured. Then beheaded. 
by the evil emperor Nero at Rome in AD 67, Paul endured a lengthy imprisonment which allowed him to write his many epistles to the churches he had formed throughout the Roman Empire. I have been imprisoned and I spent the time in prison writing epistles for Christians in my present day and the future till date. Writing epistles. All the epistles in Romans, when you quote, my God shall supply all my needs according to riches and glory by Christ. Uh, 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 what shall separate you from the love of Christ? Paul wrote, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall persecution, shall hunger, shall this... He wrote all that in prison. And it has been described that the prison walls that they were was like a cubicle. Half of this is even uh, respectable. And he wrote the epistles in such an enclosed area with whips. One day they whipped him. 39 stripes. 39. He said 39. 40 save one. 39. These letters, which taught many of the foundational doctrines of Christianity, form a large portion. In fact, two-thirds of the New Testament, which we are still using to now. Warren Buffett, the millionaire, billionaire, said this. Someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Bishop and members of House of Judah, what shade, what tree are we planting today for some people to sit under its shade tomorrow? What wisdom are we leaving for the next generation? What books are we leaving behind? What seeds and shade are we planting today? What sacrifices are we making? What buildings are we investing in for our children and our children's children to worship in or living tomorrow. What are we giving or sacrificing to see the kingdom expand or churches progress or the poor become rich or the hungry become fed or the naked become clothed? What sacrifices are we making? Let's round off. Do we feel sleepy in prayer and yet awake through a three hour movie? Why do we feel sleepy in prayer and yet awake throughout a three-hour Netflix movie? Why do we come online if we come online to say amen and come back when we are about to give benediction to say another amen? And call it sacrifice and call it faithful members of the church. Some of you I don't live in your house, so I can't judge you. But by what I see, is misbehavior at its highest. That's the, I'm just being funny. Misbehavior. Amen. Then, uh, amen. <laughs> but I like to believe that some of you, you, you are just listening and watching. If that's the truth, clap, please. <laughs> because there are some people who don't want to be seen. So I like to believe that. that so, so, so you don't, this does not apply to you. But listen, why do we come to church late, but are not late to work? <laughs> we can't call this sacrifice. Why are we able to sacrifice for everything else, 
than God's kingdom and God's household. Watch this. Why are we so bored when we are reading the Bible? But find it so easy reading secular books, Mills and Boons, Barbara Cartland. Who? Magazines. Why is it so easy to ignore a message about God, yet we forward the juicy ones and gossips to others? We share and share and share. Why are prayer meetings in actual and online meetings everywhere getting smaller, but bars and clubs are opening? Now they are very happy. Why is it so easy to worship a celebrity, but difficult to worship God? One of our sisters put a... a, 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 a. <laughs> they are hiding their head. Guess who I saw in Croydon with my sister, Deborah? This week, I'll be expecting to see, guess who I heard preach the message and motivated me? Guess who? Guess who the man of God who motivated me on Sunday? Guess who? Guess who just sent me a message every day to encourage me? Guess who? I didn't mention anybody's name. At least I mentioned one. The other one is the other one. They are twins. I'm just teaching. They are alright. But you know what I mean. Let's close with this one. Mm. How on earth did we end up with... Is anybody here who's got a Bible with them? Bible. (laughs) Clap your hands if you are enjoying this. And you are being informed and being empowered. How on earth did we gain access to the Bibles in our hands, on our phones, on our tablets, on our iPads, by one man's sacrifice, and that man's name was William Tyndale. And for printing the Bible and turning it from Greek or Hebrew to English, he was hanged. So this Bible in our hands worldwide came at the cost of hanging. Bishop, when did you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? <laughs> Members, we shall not ask the question. As if Bishop hasn't written it. Read from Genesis to Revelation. But William Tyndale, the man who translated the Bible into English, was burnt alive. What's his crime? Translating the Bible from Hebrew, Greek to English. Will everybody be able to read it? One of the reasons why I'm, we're talking about church history. Go and read. Go and read about church history to understand your faith properly. Uh, 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 Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., the black one. No, no, no. The reformist broke away from the Catholic Church because at that time the Catholic Church made up their mind. If these people have access to the contents of this Bible, 
they will become somebody else. They, knowing who they are in Christ. And the revolution and things that they will be able to achieve. So they kept the Bible, Latin version, from their masses. Then one day Martin Luther, the reformer, pasted this thing on the wall. Came across a scripture in the Bible that said, The just shall live by faith. Clapping is cursed. Clapping is cursed. He said, for everybody to be able to have access to the contents of this Bible, which I have come across, he moved over from, when you have the Lutherans, that came from him. Martin Luther King's name came from Martin Luther, the original reformer, who was either Dutch or something. I started by saying, everything we are enjoying in our life today came by sacrifice. And everything we are suffering today came by selfishness. It was called a renegade, a rebel, orangutan. Every time people catch revelation and they try and teach it to people, they say they are heretic. Every day, bishop, money, 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 money. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Last week, God reminded me of this. You know, I like my conversation with God. Every time anybody hates pastors, I mean, I know they are the extreme. I understand that one. Every time anybody hates pastors for talking about money, listen to what I hate. They hate Jesus. I'll explain. Don't kill me yet. Every time people hate pastors, genuine pastors who are teaching on prosperity for the freedom of their people, not to line up their pockets. My pocket is not lined up with anybody's money. I work hard for everything I, I get and work by faith and tithe and give. Every time people hate genuine pastors, for talking about money, they hate Jesus and his message. You know why? Let me explain. 80% of Jesus' messages, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, was about money, not holiness, not faith. You hear about prayer 500 times. You hear about faith 500 times. You hear about money, talent, stewardship, everything to do with money 2,000 times. So when you hate genuine pastors for teaching you about financial prosperity, you are, you hate Jesus because he preached more on that subject than any other subject. So as a matter of fact, what the pastors are doing, they are just doing what Jesus I'm just following Jesus. The widow's might, money. Parable of the talent, money. The stewardship message, money. Seed, parable of the seed, money. 80% or 75%. So if Jesus is saying, preach on resources and pastors, genuine pastors are teaching you how to come out of your mess and teaching you, Jesus taught about, we call it biblical economics. It's called biblical economics. Biblical, I'm teaching you church history. You wake up in the morning. Why do you go to work? 
It's all about economics. So God says, teach these people. Because you are not free until you are financially free. Management. Next week is amount of influence and affluence. Affluence and influence. Affluence brings influence. You don't have affluence. You can't influence many people. Jesus, 75%. So, what will you say to Jesus? You talk about money too much. Meanwhile, that's 90% of our prayer and arguments and divorce. It's about this subject that we are trying to silence men of God and women of God from preaching. <laughs> Minus me. It's not happening. I have a... I can't come down in it. Listen. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Every pastor is going to give an account of every member of his congregation. What they did with the message that he gave them. Whether they did it or they didn't do it. How they turn out in life is the pastor's responsibility to make sure he feeds them the right diet. Every one of you, your name is in a book of mine. Gabby, well done. Gabby, don't do well. Gabby, this. Noel, this. Pastors will give an account of every member of their church. So the question is, what report card have I written about you now? What report card do I have about you daily, weekly? Every pastor will give an account of the welfare of his men. The things we send to you is because of your welfare. The things we teach you, oh, who wants to be? I remember you. Was it you who years ago said, ah, what mind in his right mind will be suffering all this nonsense and still keep carrying on? <laughs> it's called assignment. It's called sacrifice. It's called giving account of the people you have been called to pastor. See, that's why we do the things we do. In my, in my own, left to me alone. A moment I finish preaching, I'll say, let's share the benediction. I won't say, let's receive tithe and offering. No. No pastor wants mockery. When I see Pastor Matthew, I see Bishop, all these people say, let's give offering, let's give. And then when the lockdown began, they say, now they are giving them, uh, dial 776. Thou text this text, two text four. I say, ha. You think pastors want to do that and get all the ridicule and aggro? No. There is a higher call. And they will give an account of every one of them. William Tyndale understood this. Let's close. Listen. William Tyndale translated the Bible into English and was burnt alive. Who gets burnt alive? I mean, I nearly swore. Listen. Who cares? Who gets the Bible? Who cares? Thank God I didn't swear. One day I heard Fred Price preach and he said, this is closest to swearing that I can swear in preaching this message. One day he was preaching and I said, some of you, sometimes I feel like shooting you. It's congregational. I said, ah! Then I became a pastor. And understood. Thank God in the UK you don't use guns. It's not you I'm describing. However, if the cap fits. 
Ask yourself whether you do things that makes your pastor think like shooting you. That's what you should be asking. How does a man who translates the Bible into English get killed at the age of 42? 42! God promised us long life. For translating the Bible from English, from Greek to English, he was hanged and killed at the age of 42. William Tyndale. His offense was translating the Greek Bible into English. That you and I have a Bible in a language we can read today is a result of the labors of William Tyndale. Greek, Hebrew, NIV, NLT, Revised Standard Version, King James English. All because of one man's sacrifice. His name is, everybody say, William Tyndale. Remember it. Don't forget it. Every time you see your Bible, remember the word William Tyndale and remember the word sacrifice. A graduate of Oxford and Cambridge had a powerful desire to make the Bible available. Today, 90% of the King James Version of the Bible, 75% of the Revised Standard Version are from the translation made by Tyndale. A nice dream, but how was Tyndale to accomplish this? Read church history. He went to London to ask Bishop Tunstall if he would authorize the making of the English translation, they disapproved. In 1524, Tyndale sailed for Germany. In Hamburg, he worked on the New Testament. In Cologne, he founded a printer. He found a printer who would print the work. However, news of Tyndale's activity came to an opponent of the Reformation who had the press raided. Tyndale himself managed to escape with the pages already printed and made his way to Germany city when 6,000 copies were printed and smuggled, smuggled into England, smuggled. The bishops did everything. Bishops, bishops did everything. They could to eradicate the Bible. How can bishops resist printing of Bibles? You are not the only one facing opposition. Bishop Tinsdale. Hard copy ceremonious. Watch this. He bought the copies and bent it to prevent it from coming into the hands of the masses. This book is an enlightener. It's the end of all your frustration. Tyndale's work was denounced by authorities of the Roman Catholic Church and Tyndale himself was accused of heresy. Tyndale, 42, finally found by an Englishman who pretended to be his friend, but then turned him over to the authorities. After a year in prison, he was brought to trial for heresy, for believing among all things in the forgiveness of sins. In August 1536, he was condemned and was executed, bent alive at the stake, publicly on October 6, 1536, a small town in Belgium. This book came at a cost. Finally, David Livingston. One day, David Livingston left these shores to go to Africa. The revival we see in Africa today did not start from Renard Bonke. 
The revival we see in Africa today began with a gentleman called David Livingston. He left the shores, went to Africa, the jungles. No streets, no cars, no wagons, no horses. Went into the jungle. Sole purpose to evangelize the Africans in the jungle. One day, he got a, a note from the missionaries who sent him to Africa. And they said, where you are right now, listen to this as I close. Where you are right now, we have some missionaries who want to come over to join you there. Tell us which roads, which roads, which roads have been paved that gives them easy access to where you are. He sent a message back to the missionaries and said, if the missionaries are waiting for a road to come here, they shouldn't come at all. When you read church history and the sacrifices of people, you know, you don't get complacent. I am waiting for a paved road to where you are so I can come there to join you to do your mission work. He said, tell them if they are waiting for a paved road to come, or third road to come where we are, they shouldn't come at all. So what does that mean? Third road or no third road? Comfortable life or no comfortable life? Answered prayer or no answered prayer? We should still serve God. There is a wisdom that only comes. No sacrifice. You've heard the 12 disciples. You've heard of Paul. You've heard of William Tyndale. You've heard of David Livingston. All these people sacrificed to give us what we are freely enjoying today. The, the, the queen, yesterday when Prince Philip was uh, laid to rest, the Church of England, of which the Queen of England is the head, Go and check church history and find out how that came about. The heads that were chopped off before the Anglican church became the Anglican church, moving from the Catholic church to become church of England. Please put your hand on your head. That's why I started by saying, touch your eyes and ask God for understanding. Let's ask God for the spirit of understanding. Spirit of understanding. Spirit of understanding. Let the spirit of sacrifice come upon every single one of us that will not be debating about basic doctrines. When lives like this were put at stake, hanging, guillotine, martyrdom, to give us what we are enjoying today. Ask God for the spirit of sacrifice to come upon you. Ask God. Don't. It's not a prayer that someone else can pray for me. It's a prayer I need to pray for myself. I've not been dragged through the streets. I've not been hanged on a guillotine. I've not been martyred. I've not been sent to the jungles of Africa where I don't understand the language to preach the gospel. I've not been killed. I'm beyond 42. I've not been killed like William Tyndale. I've not been hung upside down. I've not been, been given, been whipped 39 stripes. My flesh has not been stripped off because I'm serving God. 
I ask for grace, the spirit of sacrifice, to be able to pay the price. To pay the price. To pay the price. To pay the price. To pay the price of sacrifice. May I have a proper understanding of what this sacrifice is all about. And may I pay the price. Everybody please say this with me. Say, I take up my cross. I prefer Christ to my ambition, to my parents, to my family, to my agenda. I prefer Christ. I prioritize Christ. I prioritize Christ. I prioritize Christ. I pay the price of sacrifice today to ensure that those that come after me will not suffer the way I suffered. From this day, I will prioritize my Bible with Tyndall paid a heavy price to make available to me. Thank you, Father. Make my life a living sacrifice to share the gospel with everybody I see. No matter the cost, no matter the price, it's all about sacrifice. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you are watching right now, you are not born again, you like to give your life to Christ, or you are in the house and you haven't given your life to Christ, this is a sacrifice that was paid for your redemption. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ and live a life full of sacrifice for him. You are watching right now, say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you died on the cross and were raised from the dead. I confess you with my mouth and believe it in my heart. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Shout Amen. On the screen is the email address, the website of the church. Please take those details and contact us. We are here every Sunday 11.30 a.m. and we are here every Friday online uh, from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. So connect. It will take a sacrificial word life, Bible study life, prayer life, giving life, service to be able to sustain you in this Christian journey. So take advantage of the details on the screen and to help you grow spiritually. In every seed is a forest. And in every follower is a leader. Leaders are not born, but Leaders Are Raised is an insightful book by one of the leading authorities on leadership, Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. People are not disadvantaged, they are just ignorant. Shows you some of the steps and qualitative processes involved in how leaders evolve through nurture and development. Leaders are not born, millionaires are not born. Wealthy people are not born. They are made. You become what you want to be by the choices you make in life. You are not born rich. I mean, from your mother's womb, on your face, rich. System, rich. You may have been born to rich parents, but you were not born rich on your face. You became rich by things you did. Or became poor by the things you did or did not do. You see, it's all about choices. Live here and start making some changes.
What kind of future do you see? Paint your pictures from the scriptures. Pick your future. What kind of business do you want? Ordinary business, like everybody else, or the one that people travel far and near to look for. Leaders are not born, but leaders are raised in an insightful book by Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. Available in paperback and on Kindle. Please call 0208-689-6010 or visit www.houseofjudah.org.uk and order your copy today.